Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea women's team. I'm your host, Dean, joined by my co-host, Jane and Dane, the Dream Team, back together again. Jane, how are you doing? Yep, I'm good, thank you. It's good to be back after a long drive home from Manchester Sunday. Yeah, Jane just got back today. She took that long to get back <laughs> from the game. Clearly celebrating no, too much afterwards. Didn't get back that late. Got back about half ten, but yeah, shattered. That's late for me. Um, Dane, good to see you uh, again. How you doing? Yeah, good. Evening, Dean. Evening, Jane. It's nice to have all three of us on. Feels like it's been a while. Yeah, it is the three of us, but it's not the three of us because there's oh, an yeah. extra special guest today. Um, the lovely Lily Norton from the CFCW Social. Lily, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, so with people that are on the show for the first time, we get them to sort of talk through their Chelsea story. So, you know, three questions, basically, you know, one, why Chelsea or how Chelsea? Uh, two, your memorable matches. Um, and three, your favourite player, past and present. Okay, um... Well, I've always supported Chelsea because my dad and my brothers have always supported them. So I've kind of just grown up, growing up with Chelsea and watching them on TV. And then I think I started to get into the noticing the women's team in like middle school when I—that's how roughly I remember. Um, my most memorable game I would say is the Conte Cup final against Arsenal when we won two one when. Beth scored the late winner. And favourite player at the moment is, I'd say, Pinilla Harder and past Karen Carney. Some solid choices. Jane, you remember the 2-1 game well, right? Yeah, it was a brilliant day and a game just in general. It's always nice to get a late winner, especially in a final, especially against Arsenal as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, Lily's here not just because she is a great supporter of the show and is obviously a creator in the Chelsea community, but uh, this week something very special happened, didn't it, Lily? Uh, yes. Um, I went to the open training at Cobham. Um, it was a good, it was a weird experience, but a good experience to be at the ground and like see them train and what sort of things. You like you think of players doing training, um, and then after the game they came over, signed pictures that they left out on the table, and then they were able to take pictures of us. And they came over and had little, little chats with them, everyone. Emma said hello to everyone, and it was just a nice experience, like something you like would never forget. Yeah, I know Jane's very jealous that she didn't. Um... <laughs> win the competition to go. Um that what other there's other stuff there. There were some ex players there. I saw oh yeah, Kate um Kate Chapman was there. Like when we first came into the the um club and we had to go into this little area with there was like chairs set out. And then um the lady that hosts the um Instagram lives on game day was presenting and brought Katie Chapman out and she done a little QA. And just like told everyone what she's up to at the moment, like being the Chelsea ambassador, what stuff she wants to go into and like memorable moments at Chelsea. Yeah, it sounds amazing. And 
I think we're all jealous, not just Jane, um, that we don't get to witness <laughs> the team. And then we'll find out a bit later when we're doing this Aston Villa preview whether they revealed any secrets from their training session. Uh, but let's get into that preview then. That's why we are here this evening. Aston Villa versus Chelsea this Saturday, the 6th of November, a 12.30pm kickoff at the Bank Stadium in Walsall. Um, Dane, it's been a full week of rest for the team after beating Manchester City in the FA Cup. They've hopefully recovered from jet lag. Are you expecting Emma to pick a full strength team for this? Your mic's not on. So you're talking some lovely stuff. We just can't hear it. Sorry, the dog was barking, so it's a bit on mute. Yeah, no, it's funny when I looked at the uh, full week recovery, full strength, and then I thought of, I was trying to come have have thoughts on the first 11, but we've got such a good squad that that full, that, that, that 11, that full strength could easily be any one of, any one of 14 players in my view. I think elaborating on on how good our squad is if you if you if you are going to be picky and say you've got an 11 in your head i think you can always pick seven of them and then then rest another three or four uh, but but who are you resting who are you classing as your 11 i know you're a big fan of of jesse fleming so on an average team she's not in the first 11 but you would in have her in there you would dean every week so then who are you dropping so yeah, it's going to be strong either way, uh, and you know I picked a team based on like seven who 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 you expect, and you know three or four, maybe who you wouldn't expect. Yeah, I suppose one question mark, Lily, is going to be your favourite player, Penilla Harder, who missed the game against Manchester City with an injury. Um, will it look like she's back in training and ready to play? Well, we she wasn't at training, so we don't know whether she was. Rested for precaution, or whether she's still struggling. And Emma wants to save her for Champions League, so we'll probably have to wait till the press conference if she does one and all Saturday. Thanks, Lily. I'm just changing my starting 11 now. Harder out <laughs> the exclusives on Wednesday, Kings Mellow. You don't get on other podcasts for sure. Um, Jane, probably another question is who plays in that middle role in defense? Um, I think Nguyen obviously came in on last Sunday um, with uh, Jess Carter moving out to right back. So do you think she's going to be uh, in the team? I think, yeah, I think Anik will play in the same position she played in Sunday. I think Emma might stick to a similar formation from Sunday just because it seemed to work. And But then I'm thinking because it's Aston Villa, you can sort of rest the bigger players. So will Emma completely switch up the formation and team or will she just stick with what she's used to and what she knows works well yeah I think that's probably the one talking point that we're going to see is who plays in in that role whether Aaron Cuthbert moves back um, or now that Jesse Fleming and G have recovered from their travels could they replace Harder if she is not in the team they, another player that could push for a start in this game is Bethany England. Um, Emma chose to start with Sam against Man City because she thought she would fall asleep on the bench if she didn't start. Um, so put her in from the go. Uh, she obviously come on, did well, scored. There's a Champions League game midweek. So if people don't play today, expect them to, or today or Saturday, you can expect them to play midweek. Do you think this game is going to be the strongest 11 or the Champions League game? 
because it's only Savat. I think. Uh, I think they, as I said earlier, I think they'll be both be similar. I think they'll be like you know seven, seven to eight strong players, and then ones that you know you can sort of you know get away with. You know, do you need a an ingle and a, and a little poles in when you can fit a G in in one of them and play the the other one that you don't play against Villa against Severe? You know, I don't. With, with Bethany England, it's hard because I think she walks into so many teams in in women's uh, football and. And as I said in the last show, it's so harsh that she's got three generally world-class forwards uh, ahead of her. <laughs> Maybe just Kerr, because she, you know, as I said, she's a striker. Kerr's a striker, whether I, I still Penel Harder and, and Kirby is more forwards. Uh, so I, I always, I have, all, I have never got any problem with her playing. I always like, as I said, we talked about, you know, just her determination and, and you know, you just get a feeling of players and, just like a you know an all round great great girl, your teammate, you know, and finishing it is superb. Yeah, she's definitely going to play one of the games. I I did not have her in for Villa, but I had her in for Savet. But yeah, it's it, it pains me. She's one of the few players that when I do do eleven, it pains me to leave her out. Uh, but yeah, it wouldn't bother me if she played. You know, I'd be happy to see her play. Yeah, but I had her in against Savet. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Um, and she is the player you sort of want 12 on your team just so she can play as well, uh, just to be yeah. kind to her. Uh, yeah. Lily, we've seen recently Mara Mielda and Lauren James sort of coming more to prominence, getting back to fitness. Were they training when you was there? Uh, know... Yeah, both of them were training. Um, Lauren James scored in training. Uh, Marin was they were both training well running up and down the wings and Lauren played striker and scored a few. So they should be back. Playing. They should be playing soon for Chelsea. Yeah. Did you, did you get any idea, Lily, of where Marin was playing? Did, did, did it give any thoughts? She looked like she was playing more defensive, maybe out wide, where I think usually where she played before. But that could change. I don't know yeah. what MR was. Might just be for training. Yeah, Marin obviously didn't play... In the academy game yesterday, um, Lauren James came off the bench and scored against Manchester United. I think they lost 5-2 in the end. Um, but it's going to be, obviously, one to look for when we play Savet next week. Uh, we're going to go for a short break now. When we come back, we'll be joined by Chris Favell from Her Football Hub, who is an Aston Villa you know, writer and uh, all-round sort of correspondent for them so uh, we're going to get the opposition through from him after this break we'll be right back real fans real opinions for Chelsea fans everywhere this is the ultimate football app for you for match highlights interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to Wentzmo Kings Meadow, the Aston Villa preview show. Time now for our opposition view. And I'm delighted to welcome to the show Chris Ravel from Her Football Hub. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. How are you doing? All good. Thanks, Dean. Yeah, really looking forward to... Uh... Women's football getting back, um, especially the WSL that's been three and a half weeks now since our last game. Yeah, it's it's been a very long time. Uh, do you cover Aston Villa and 
Bowman City for her football hub. Is that right? I cover all of Wose really, but um, the three teams that I focus on are Aston Villa, Birmingham, and also Coventry. Yeah, which is good because none of us watch Aston Villa at all unless they're playing Chelsea. So um, good to hear from somebody that knows what they're talking about. Um, it's been a up and down start to the season. Could you say for Aston Villa, played 5-1-2, drawn one and lost two, uh, seven points, seventh in the WSL, scoring four, conceding nine. Given those opening five fixtures, uh, which were West Ham, Leicester, Brighton, Arsenal and Reading, uh, the fans pleased with... Aston Villa starts of the season or were they expecting more maybe with Carl Ward coming in? We are pleased. Personally, I can only speak for myself and maybe some of the other fans that I'm in uh, close contact with. But overall, we are very pleased because if we look at, um, say, last season with Birmingham City, um, where Carl Ward was managing there, um, they, they had a run of three wins in a row. But then after that, went on a long, long period where they weren't picking up hardly any points so there could be a few people that were worried that it was going to be a similar situation at Villa but um, obviously we won the first game of the season beating Leicester um, and then I think we won again um, and at some point we you know we had seven points after three games and it was looking really really good um, obviously there's a lot of tough games that have happened since then with Arsenal etc um, but yeah, still optimistic that we're um, mid-table at this point in the season, and um, looking forward to to continuing on for the rest of it. Yeah, what um, what impact has Carla Ward made since she's joined the club and, and took over? For obviously, being at Burnham last season, she's brought togetherness. Um, so obviously, she's brought in a couple of players that she'd worked with before. But she'd also brought in some players that had worked with other players before, the likes of, say, Megan Sargent, um, that was previously at Birmingham over two years ago, been down in Bristol, and um, she got injured with an ACL. Um, but Carla obviously recognised that she is a quality centre-back, can also play full-back. So it was good to bring her in, and, and Megan Sargent obviously knew Many of the other players, like Chloe, Chloe Arthur, Sarah Mayling, Hannah Hampton, um, from when she'd previously been with Birmingham. But to answer your question, you know, about what, what qualities Kyle Ward's bringing to the team, certainly the togetherness and the, the passion and the desire that um, the Villa can kick on and have a really, really good season. Yeah, what um so what um like style or formation is she likely to use against Chelsea? Is it going to be sort of defensive and, and try and counter, or they're going to try and assert themselves a little bit on Chelsea's defence, which at times has been suspect this season? I guess we've got to compare the Villa games where we've played, say Arsenal, compared to say playing you know with no disrespect here um, teams like Leicester and Reading. So. Typically, with Leicester and Reading, it would have been, say, 4-3. Um, just trying to think now. So, so 4-3, 2-1, which is the lone striker. Um, whereas against Arsenal, it was definitely five at the back, um, shoring it up. And 
we held Arsenal for, you know, apart from, I think there was one goal that was scored early on in the second half. Um, but excluding that, um, we didn't cave in until about 80 minutes. Um, and that was just relentless pressure from, you know, Arsenal had such a quality bench, the players they could bring on. Um, it was inevitable that um, that they would start scoring goals. And once once they did, they, you know, they, they couldn't stop. Yeah, sounds like it could be a, a similar sort of game plan from Chelsea. How can Chelsea hurt Aston Villa without sort of suffering like Arsenal did for large periods of the game? What's the weakness in, in the team? Oh, that's giving away our secrets, isn't it? <laughs> that's why we're here. Emma's listening. <laughs> Everyone's listening, yes. Yeah, including Emma. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, so to... <sighs> I may be a little bit unfair in saying they're shooting from long distance where Hannah Hampton is off her line, because that's happened a couple of times. But no, that, that, that's just in jest. And Hannah is a superb goalkeeper. Um, and, you know, rightly so. She's been in the England squad recently. Um, to be fair, being more realistic, um, it's probably just finding those gaps between uh, players being out of position. So I'm sure Emma studied the, the Reading game uh, where we lost 3-0, which was a big surprise. Um, we were really hoping to get something from that. And um, if you look at Reading's goals, um, players were just caught out of position. Um, so high up the pitch, um, don't know whether we were trying to press too high, but um, they'd find holes... Uh, get through and, um, you know, Reading's uh, strikers were able to uh, unleash and um, that that was it. But players couldn't get back in time. Yeah, and obviously, Carla Walden and Aston Villa are going to hope to get something from the game. Who's going to be the, the player that Chelsea should keep an eye on the most out of the squad? Because there are some, some good players at Aston Villa this season. Yeah, I think Remy Allen has um, made a name for herself that, um, she's very experienced, so she's one of the eldest in, in the squad, and she has this ability to cover up and down, you know, for, from box to box, and um, will not be afraid of a tackle. So, um, you know, as Chelsea try and play their game, Remy might be one of those players that is, how can I, you know, put this fairly, um, Assertive in her tackles, um, trying to you know win the ball and um, in a fair way, but you know aggressive even. Um, and then at the other end of the pitch, um, she, she's the kind of person that pops up and could score a vital goal. Um, other than Remy, I'd say uh, the two fullbacks, so Maz Pacheco, Sarah Mailing. Um, they very good running down the flanks and will interact with the wingers on both sides. So you've got uh, Shani Oikalorka and um, Alicia Lehman. So both fullbacks interacting with the wingers. Yeah, that could be an interesting matchup given that sort of Chelsea's wing backs at the moment aren't necessarily defenders. Um, before we get into sort of a prediction from you, Chris, I'd give uh, Dane and Lily and Jane a chance 
to ask any questions that we've not covered. They might want to know something that we've not spoke about. Uh, don't all rush at once, though. We're doing it in order of what you said. So, me. You go, you're talking. Yeah, I've just noticed. I wanted it would be interesting to know how, how, how professionally run it is, you know, at, at Villa. No, there's a bit of a Chelsea connection with Christian Perslow and got a couple of ex players there with Anita Santa and Gemma Davison. But touching on Carla Ward and, you know, what she had to put up with last year at Birmingham, you know, I can only go on what I've read, you know, but it was nothing short of sounded like they'd gone back a few years and what she had to put up with was quite terrible. So it's nice to see that hopefully she's settled in, you know, she's already just one win off matching your whole wins for last Villa's whole wins for last season. Uh, does he, does Christian Perslow, going back to him, does he show much interest in, in, in the, uh, the women's game or is it more? Yes, like um, he actually came down to King's Meadow um, for the friendly that we had in August. Um, so he was down, that, that, that was when Chelsea beat Villa just 1-0. Mm. Um, he was down there, so there must have been some other reason that, um, you know, on a Friday evening for a friendly that he, he made the effort to come down. I don't know if he's been coming to the league games, is, is my honest answer. Um, but Villa seem to be massive, massive potential, but they're not reaching it yet traditionally we've always been a wsl2 club you know championship equivalent club so they renamed it um this season is only the first season that we're in the wsl with fans of course you know last season no fans for anyone mm. um so if you look at the men's team that can get forty-two thousand at villa park and then you're looking at the, the women's team where, you know, we're getting 800 or so. Um, there's still a long, long way to go to reaching out to to Villa fans that either <laughs> maybe from the men's game or just f football fans in general that want to come and lock, watch a women's game. But um, I think that they've definitely got the money, Villa, and they're definitely working hard behind the scenes, but it's just... Um, not reaching its potential at this stage. And um, I think there's a fair bit more to be done. Yeah, well, when you've got someone like Christian Perslow, he, he for the men's side of Chelsea, he he uh, sorted out some of our biggest deals, you know, Yokohama, Carabao, Nike, bought in millions. He's so good commercially, but he wasn't here for long. I think it was for three years. So, you know, hopefully he'll have some ideas for you. He'd like to bring in more fans and get more people interested to obviously get the, the women's side of the villa and get more people than 800 in. So just another question. I just noticed as well, you lost two really good players in the summer, didn't you? Both went North London. Uh, it was Bucci went to Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. And Asmita Alley went to Tottenham. Yes. Is it, have, have you missed them or would you say the new, the new signings have settled in and new manager, new style, so you haven't missed them too much? Okay, so with... Iwabuchi, I think it was inevitable that she wasn't going to stay at Villa, that she came over from Japan and there was an opportunity to play in England and she did amazing at, um, at Villa. Um, she, she was one of these players that um, I think, you know, under the previous manager of um, Gemma Davidson, um, Marcus Bignot, that they gave her a free reign that she could play wherever she wanted and she, she would basically, you know, just run around the whole pitch and uh, try and pick up the ball herself rather than staying in any one specific position. 
have we missed her this season? Probably. But I think, you know, there's enough quality in the rest of the squads that, um, you know, it, it's not an issue that we, we, we've missed a quality player like a manner. Um, Asmita out? Yes, yeah, she is going to go on to big things. I'm, I'm sure she's going to be a future England player. She's fantastic uh, fullback. Um, did very well from when I was watching her pre-pandemic. Um, we've now got um, Maz Pacheco. Um, Maz brings different qualities. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, that, that losing us meter was obviously a blow, but uh, I think that we, we've more than made up for it with the new players we have in. Yeah, interesting um, summer for a lot of WSL clubs. Aston Villa, one of them. Um, Jane, Lily, anything you'd want to know about Aston Villa before this game on Saturday? I've got nothing I can think of to ask. <laughs> How about you, Lily? Um, where do you think Villa will finish, Chris? I think Villa will finish either seventh or eighth. Um, I think there's you know certainly um a lot better than last season, and um, the, the there are other clubs that, I mean, we, we we shouldn't have lost to Reading in the way that we did, but so, you know, I don't want to set expectations too high and unrealistically, um, but over the course of the season, you know, we, we, we started off really well, points have dropped off now, but, you know, there's a long, long way to go and I'm, I'm sure that we'll have another mid-table finish. Yeah, I think I predicted seventh for Villa in our pre-season you know, podcast that we did. Uh, Chris, time then for your prediction before we you know get to ours later in the show. How do you think this game's going to go? Is it going to be a close one or more of an Arsenal scoreline? Well, you may have noticed that Villa haven't had too many um, games where they've scored in the first half. So I think the the strategy is going to be to keep Chelsea out, certainly for the first 45. Um, come the second half, it depends, you know, that if Eva's not starting with all the big guns, well, she'll probably bring them on at some point in the second half. So I think, you know, Ch Chelsea will win, but it's going to be probably not as high a scoreline as maybe you guys would hope. So I'm going to go with 2-0 to Chelsea. We'll take it. We'll take 2-0. Um, we'll get the three points and, and leave. Um, Chris, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, we've all learned, I think, a lot about Aston Villa that we didn't know before you joined us on the show. Um, I look forward to the game. Should be a good one. Cheers, Dean. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah. So, Chris there from Her Football Hub. All of Chris's details will be in the description box of this episode. So, if you want to see more of his work and what he's doing covering sort of Aspilla Berman Coventry uh, for her football hub, then make sure you go and check it out. Uh, but join us after this short break when we'll be giving our team preview selection and our own predictions as well. So we'll be right back. 
Arsenal fans, real opinions. Footballfancast.com Welcome back then to the final part of our Aston Villa preview here on Went to Mo Kings Meadow. Uh, Dane, interesting to hear from Chris about how Villa are going to set up and maybe approach the game. Has your view of the game changed after hearing him speak? No, no. It, it's, it's nice to get an opposition view, you know, uh, very knowledgeable. Told us some things we did not know. Uh, learned a few things, but, you know, Kyle Ward, you know, as I said, I... You know, my heart went out to Carla Ward when I when I heard about her story and what she had to part with at Birmingham. Really unprofessional by all accounts. So I'm glad she, you know, she's got a club that clearly want to look after and, and move places. Uh, and I wish her all the luck, you know. But yeah, no, my view hasn't changed. I I still think it's going to be a three or four four nil game for me. Yeah, it has changed my team prediction though that I've written down. In the script, which Lily I wrote. has changed my team. Yeah, I've, I've looked out harder now. Yeah, perhaps that as well. But that's going to be a caveat for me. Um, <laughs> Jane, I'll go through the team that I've selected then, and then you can have first dibs on it. Um, obviously, three four three as always. I think Berger in goal, Bright, Newen staying in the back with Ericsson, uh, Cuthbert, G, and Leopold's right in midfield. Harder, Kirby, Kerr. And then if Harder's not fit, I think Jesse Fleming's going to come in to the team. What's your thoughts on that? Could you just say the team again, just so I can... Like, it didn't go into my brain as you were saying it. Just say it again for me. Just totally ignored me. So, no, it just... I need it a bit slower. A bit slower, OK. <laughs> okay. Burger not really goal. slow. <laughs> Burger in goal? Yeah. Millie Bright, Nick Newman, Magda Eriksson. Right. Aaron Cuthbert, right wing back. G and Leopold's midfield, right and left wing back. Harder, Kirby and Kerr as the front three. But if Harder's not fit, then Jesse Fleming will start. Okay, I agree with you, your team. And like you say, if Harder's not fit, start Jesse instead. Good. I think it sounded better second time around. Uh, Lily, what about you? What's your thoughts on that selection? Would you agree with that? Or would you see Jess Carter playing maybe? Or Sophie? Uh, I think your team would be the team Emma would probably play. She could bring Fleming in because it's it's not an easy team, but it's not a hard team. So she might give Fleming a run out or she might bring her on second half. And I think maybe Beth will play instead of Sam. But then it depends what Emma wants. Yeah, and nobody really knows what Emma wants apart from Emma. <laughs> she always throws <laughs> something into the it. mix, doesn't she? Uh, Dane, originally I had Ingle and Leopold as the midfield too, the ones that played against Manchester City. But after hearing Chris say that, was it Reading moved the ball quickly and caught them off guard? Perhaps that's where G could be useful a bit deeper and linking up the play there, moving the ball faster. Yeah, I've got G down. Uh, I've got, I even went with Musovic in goal as well. I think you have to keep her keen and it's a, it's a great game to play her in. Uh, I've got Anderson on the left because I think Wrighton will play against Savet. Uh, I had Fleming in from the start, unlike you, but I had Harder in. Uh, but since Lily's given us a little uh, insight, I've now put Kirby back in and, and Kerr, you know, thing with Kerr, you know, it, it's so hard to not pick her. her pace, you know, 
her pace worries defenders uh, so much. And I know, you know, we talk about sometimes the one and ones and I can only give my, my, my opinion on that. Uh, it's not as easy as it looks just because someone's running them through on goal. Uh, but the pace, yeah, the pace scares me. I've got Cuthbert, a right wing back as well. I was stuck between, you know, Neve Charles or Cuthbert, but this is a game where one of them again can learn this position if, if Emma's going to stick with the three for free so yeah similar to yours maybe to give or take two yeah now new ones in I, I i want her to stay in but i'm not harsh on on carter carter is a part of this this squad uh some iffy moments that people have questioned but if you think since she she, she was given her chance last year after marin's injury she's had a lot more better games than not so I'm not harsh to know, and she can come in at right wing back. She can come in in, in, in the freeze any time, and if she performs, then she'll stay. And if she doesn't, then Emma, we all know Emma has got the uh, the bodies to replace her with. Absolutely, I just think with with England, Chris and moving the ball quickly, the the way that Kirby Kerr and Harder sort of rotate their positions, maybe that's a bit more useful up front than Beth, who although he's gets herself about she is a bit more stationary as a, as a nine than the others but what do i know i like that I'm about not, her though i like that i'm not emma hayes and i think Savet are pretty useless so i think we'll see some rotation for that game prediction time then the ones where we never get it right jane what are you thinking to be fair i was close to man city's i said two nil for man city and it was three nil so i think so I was, was proud of myself for getting close. He was the best loser. <laughs> <laughs> I said three, you no, know, I just didn't tell anyone. Dave always um, says that, but he says about <laughs> 10 scores, but then he's right with one of them. I don't know the score for. What did we win? 1 0 in the pre season friendly. 1 0 pre season. We beat him there 4 0 last season. Yeah. Um... I'm going to go 2-0, I think. 2-0. Nice, close yeah. game then. Um, Lily, how about you? Um, I'm just thinking, because this is a better Aston Villa side than last season, and we did only win 1-0 pre-season. So I'm going for 3-1, but Aston Villa won't score till they on. So. Consolation goal. Yeah. Yeah, not that we, we don't like them, but... We don't want them, but if it happens... At least we've scored three before that. Yes. Yeah. Dane, you deep in fault. Yeah, I've, I've got four different results. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, got to pick when, one. Funnily enough, when I, when I was, I was thinking about this game, I couldn't get the, the, the Manchester United away game out of my head where we hit them quite early on and stunned them. And then we sort of like let the game drift down and still got a late goal. So... If I'm saying that, but I'm saying about three, four nil again, you know, if we, if you could really see us going at them, you know, really go for the throw early on. And if, if we're lucky, we'll score two, three goals and then we can sort of, you know, maintain the ball and and uh, manage the game and then we might get a late one. I'll say four nil. I'm going to say it's going to be a repeat of last season. But it's, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. I just, just, you know, sometimes Chelsea and that strike force can blow teams away early on. Yeah, that is exactly what I was thinking, including the same score. Um, so I'll have to go with five because you've got to be different on this show. Otherwise, it doesn't count. Um, yeah, the team selection is full strength and I think that's what we're going to do. We're obviously, we're three points behind Arsenal, so we can't afford any slip-ups 
in this league anymore um, until we catch Arsenal, which we inevitably will do later in the season. But I think we'll go out to, to get the win early and then maybe take some of these players off ready for that Champions League game, which is on Tuesday, annoyingly, so it sort of mucks up our podcasting schedule because there's just too many games. Um, but we will be sort of probably back to pre- review Aston Villa and Savet and preview the Manchester City game next week. So just look out for that podcast. Uh, but until then, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, Lily, thank you for joining us, telling us about your experience. Where can the listeners come and find your account? Maybe see some pictures of you at the training session. Um, my Twitter account is CFCW, and that's the same for my Tumblr and TikTok. I've not created an Instagram account yet, but that will be the same. Yeah, TikTok and the other one. Too old for I'm too old for that. Jay might follow you on that. I'm sure she she TikToks. I'll follow you on the TikTok. Yeah. Dane's far too old for TikToks. <laughs> Cheers, Dane. You better not be on it. Um, a pleasure no. uh, to have you on, Lily. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Jane, I know you're going to be working Saturday, so you're not going to be watching the game. Uh, no, and I can't. It's not like I've even got a quiet day Saturday. I'm fully booked, so I'm not even going to be able to get a glimpse of the day of the game. But Mum is actually going with Chelsea Women Supporters Group. They've managed to put a coach together for this one, so Mum will be there, and I'll be there in spirit. So she can relay everything to you, and then you can tell us when we actually sit down to talk about the game. Because Dana, I'm guessing you're going to be at Chelsea versus Burnley, the men's game on Saturday. No, I'm not. I'm 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 busy Saturday, and I've. Seeing how professional I am and dedicated to this podcast, I've adjusted my plans once I found out the game was on Saturday. So I've adjusted my plans so I can watch it and uh, obviously make notes for, for when, we, when we review it. Uh, so, yeah, I will be able to watch it. I've adjusted my, my social plans just for this. Uh, but no, I, I couldn't. I, I, was never, I was never any a chance of going to the men's games. So I had to uh, put my tickets on the exchange. But, yeah, I'll be watching it, watching the women's. Oh. At least one of them is because I think I'm at work. So oh, on BBC or it's on the FA player. FA player. So I might try and sneakily watch it while at work, but at least somebody's watching it. Um mm. and we're not like other podcasts where no one's at the game. Uh there we go. Things happen. Wow. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um don't forget to join us on Patreon if you want to help support the show. There's lots of exclusive content on there. And if you're not listening to this on Patreon, then they've had it before you. So that's the privilege of being one of our Patreons. We've also got Discord where we talk during the game um, and in the week. People send messages all the time on there. So make sure you join that community. Although no one will be in there on Saturday. Well, loads of people are in there that are watching yeah, the game. Just not, just not just you. Just not us. <laughs> and definitely not Jane she's never in there but I am so I'll I look in there but I just don't reply <laughs> see so rude but I do scroll through and see what's going on but I just never write anything it's busy though isn't it discord lots of people in there yeah the amount of notifications good. that come through it's good it's, it's better than twitter yeah I just can't I just can't watch yeah I think we get more notes, fr- so. like comments more positive comments hopefully than Twitter. 
yeah, some actually good analysis. And I always steal what they say to make this podcast. So without it, <laughs> we would well and truly be screwed. Um, I forgot what I was saying. So I'm just going to say goodbye. Um, everything is in the description box for the episode. So check it out. Uh, all our Twitter handles, etc. You'll find this all there. Um, I'm sure you're following. If you're listening, you're already following us. Uh, make no mistakes about that. And make sure you watch, actually, um, Peniel and Magda's uh, Wingmen KFC YouTube video. Uh, it's probably the best thing that's ever happened, um, <laughs> including Magda being sick on the title winning party. And she can open a beer bottle down with her teeth. Wow. You used to years that, ago, you? but I wouldn't try that anymore. I wouldn't have thought that looking at Magda. I thought no, she'd she be sensible. Perfect, perfect teeth. Yeah, you wouldn't think she's... Yeah. She looks like a sensible well. one, but apparently mm. not. But there you animal. Go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stop talking now because <laughs> that's what the end of the episode's for. So until next time, Chelsea fans from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep that blue flag flying high.